I used to sit in the preschool in tears. People say to me all the time, you're a parenting expert because you've got six kids. And I'm like, well, no, I know plenty of people with lots of kids and they're not parenting experts at all. <laughs> doesn't matter which school they go to as long as they're being well supported at home because I will not be camping out to get them into the out of area or the fancy private schools. From the news desk to the nursery. Mom! This is the Parent Panel with Siobhan Hunt. Every week we invite a mum and a dad into the studio to give us their opinions on the stories we're talking about. This could be something we've read in the news or it might be something you chat about with your family, your sister, your brother. Perhaps it's something we all talk about in the office. Our topics today are, does your sexuality determine the domestic load at home? Why people need to stop asking couples when they're having children? Should we be paying grandparents to look after their grandkids? grandkids and if your child was still living with you at 30 how would you get them to move out our parents this week are Rian Allen aka Healthy Mummy she has two boys and Aaron Brunston Chief Executive Officer of fashion label Jason Brunston he has a son Rian Allen welcome thank you thank you (laughs) so our first topic we're going to get straight into it we're going to be talking about um, how the domestic load works in homes around the world stay with us Housework, nothing but housework. Look at us, dividing up our domestic duties. Feel like you should help out more around the house. Can someone take out the garbage? I'm helping! Hooray! (laughs) A recent article in the New York Times outlined how same-sex couples pre-children had a more equitable division of labour in their home to heterosexual couples. After children, however, the division started to move towards more, I guess, traditional models where the main breadwinner did less than the stay-at-home parent. But even when you consider that, generally same-sex couples were happier about the division of domestic labour than their heterosexual counterparts because research finds that women still do the bulk of domestic work even when they are the main breadwinner in a hetero relationship. So, does our domestic load depend upon our sexuality and gender stereotypes? We're going to test this theory, anecdotally at least, with our two guests today. Aaron, how does the domestic load work in your home? Like, Well, it works really well because there's no, um, you know, um, Jason does his thing, I do my thing. So each of us have our role. So if I'm working and I'm busy, then Jason do a little bit more and... I mean, Jason loves doing certain things like picking women up from daycare and I love doing the washing. I love doing the vacuuming. You, sorry. <laughs> Let's just backtrack. Did you say you love doing the he washing? Did, he did. Yeah, he I did. did. As in laundry. It's like therapy for me. So <laughs> I, I kind of love it and I have a special way of folding my clothes. So Jason gets Do you gets like that. ironing as well? I Some hate people, ironing. You don't like ironing. I hate okay. ironing. But you like washing. Uh, yeah, I love washing. It's. I just love wow. the idea of having it, seeing it turn around and then you fold it and you make it look pretty and you know the closet has to be just perfect everything has to be perfectly folded so I bet it does yeah <laughs> so it's a it's kind of a two-way street it's a good it's a good you know um, uh, match here he does what he has to do and when he's at home he does a bit more and when I'm at home I do a bit more and this everyone's peaceful and happy have you ever actually discussed it or did it just happen organically Oh, there's certain things that you need to discuss, like, oh, for today, you're going to pick Roman up or you're going to drop him at school and um, 
tomorrow you're going to be doing this. And sometimes Jason just started cooking. So he never used to cook. In 20 years, I've known him. <laughs> thanks to Healthy Mummy. Yay! <laughs> Rian's cookbook. Um, that, that and getting married. Yeah, and yes. that and getting married. So I think... <laughs> Can I say it went the opposite way for my husband? We got married and I never cooked another thing. So. Really? <laughs> well, I do cook a little bit now, but I'm hopeless. Okay, so that's really interesting. Rianne, how does it work in your house? Because you're like the founder of the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my husband works in the business as well, but I believe in all relationships, whatever it's, marriage or partnerships, it's got to be equal. You know, because if you don't, animosity builds up and it might be quiet animosity where you're just angry that no one's doing anything. But you've got to talk. And So for me and my partner, John, we share the load you know it's it's very much you know I, I'll be really busy you know this night or this week and he'll pick up the stuff and um, the extra workload and vice versa if he's really busy but you know we definitely share it and I'm aware you know I'm a bit messy sometimes because I have like so many clothes and so many things and if I'm getting ready in the morning I have like five outfit changes and you can just see him looking at all my clothes and I'm like I know I'll pick them up I'll pick it because I know that will annoy him if I leave all my stuff on the floor so you have to just be respectful of each other and it's a teamwork it's a partnership and I think that it's quite outdated just to get one person just to do one thing. And I think that even if you don't, if you say it doesn't bother you, it will be building up inside. Okay, so That's you've right. completely failed my test with Sorry. the anecdotes here. <laughs> well, actually, no, you held up the rule there, Aaron. But um, what about anecdotally with your friends? Because I would say that um, with my hetero friends, when I, I look at the domestic load in their homes, I would say that women tend to take it up more. And I don't know if it's the stereotypical um, expectation that they will or just that, and again, maybe based on their gender, they just can't stand mess. That's, I think that's quite true in a way because like when I look at my parents and I look at my mom and I, all, you know, mom does more than dad does. So, but it's also, you know, women are more nurturing, mm. you know, they're more, uh, when it comes to housework and stuff like that, they're better at it, you know. Uh, <laughs> that's um, not you know what I, I think. Hear. I think people get into bad habits. So if, if, if women think, oh, I'm going to, you know, clean up and pick it up because he won't do it, he'll go, oh, yeah, okay, it's yep. good. I'll oh, get well, I just that. keep quiet about it. Yeah. Yeah, y'all keep yeah. quiet about it. So I'm always saying to my friends, don't let them, you get them up and get them working. Get them going. Uh, yeah, you know, like, you know, be, be strong about it. I'm a big advocate of that. And, you know, I, I think if you let people get into bad habits, you know, they'll stay in bad habits. And it's got to be teamwork. You've got to feel like in any relationship that it's an equal. I did load. hear on the weekend Clementine Ford say the only thing, if you want to do one thing to be a feminist, yeah. refuse to wash your husband's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably a good But I don't mind. He'll wash them mine. As long as it's fair you know and yeah. i think it's just like it's fair you know it has to be a balance yeah absolutely here, you know and um, everyone's i mean that's what a relationship is mm. all about as well absolutely. so if something has to be done and then yeah. you do it that's that simple whoever's at home at that time just do it yeah absolutely. oh my god i'm thinking about what our kitchen looks like right now <laughs> how i left it this morning sorry honey you're in a rush i'm siobhan hunt you're listening to the parent panel on kindling conversation where we invite two parents into the studio to get their thoughts on the stories and events of the week. Today, I'm joined by Rianne Allen, aka The Healthy Mummy, and Aaron Brunston, Chief Executive Officer of fashion label Jason Brunston. Next, why people need to stop asking couples when they're having a baby. Cindy's not ready for a baby. When you love each other, you get married and have a baby. As a woman in her 30s who's been married for some time, I get the question, well, when are you going to have a baby? All the time. 
Stop talking. I mean, this week in the office, the ladies without children brought up a persistent question that they're sick of hearing. When are you going to have kids? And I remember in my 30s, it was something I got constantly. There are many reasons why we shouldn't ask people that question. Um, You know, it's a very personal question, whether you might be going through fertility issues, you may not want kids, you're sick of the pressure. So before we get to our guests, Brian says, I love these answers. This is from our audience. Brian says, I used to say, I'm getting in a lot of practice to perfect the recipe before I get put a bun in the oven. (laughs) And I never had anyone question me after that. And Tanya used to tell people, when you give me money for IVF treatment, which I'm sure shut them up as well. (laughs) (laughs) Rian, were you ever hassled to have kids before you had your boys? Well, not really, because I got married quite young. So I got married at 24. And I think that there was initial expectation that we'd a couple of kids out straight away and we didn't and I was quite kind of career focused so I think they just ended up thinking I would just never have kids because it wasn't until I was 32 that I got pregnant and I think I surprised everybody because they just thought I just wasn't going to have kids um, so people just stopped asking me and it, and it wasn't a big thing but I think people just generally ask everyone because it's just like asking about what the weather's like it's just a thing that people ask I don't think most people mean offence by it but I think it can be offensive to people but I just think it's what people end up asking you like people will always say to me now oh you're gonna have you're gonna try for a girl I'm like shop it shut up yeah it's done there's no <laughs> girls I am perfectly happy with my two boys which is what people do you know yeah, but it is it, I guess it can get quite annoying especially if it's in a, you know if you offended by it and I, I should say I managed to have a boy and a girl clever aren't I oh yeah that was all about me (laughs) so clever clever. but I think that is one thing that stops people asking because you've got what they call a pigeon pair um Aaron you've got Roman so oh my lord you've only got one child well the first 17 years of my relationship with Jason no one asked because you know same-sex relationship (laughs) it's not not gonna be easy it's not like the simple process you know you get married you have a child it's a it's a a tougher process for us so but Ever since the day I got Roman, everyone asks now. So if I got a dollar for every time someone asks that question, I'll be a rich man now. Um, it's like, when are you having, are you having an X one or when are you having an X one? And the answer is initially I entertained the notion because I, you know, I, I love the idea of having more than one kid. I want Roman to have siblings and I, you know, I, I just love kids. I love being, I love having kids. But now I just go, well, read my book for a start because it wasn't a that easy a journey that's for a good us. answer isn't it I yeah. love that answer and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah grab the book read it see what we went through you know yeah. that whole yeah. process yeah. it's it's a lot harder for us yeah. you know and I think you know you come to a stage that you just be contented you be happy yeah. with what you have and yeah, Roman brings yeah. so much joy into our life and I just want to I want to keep it that way yeah. So the answer is, yeah, no, I'm not having any more kids. Yeah. <laughs> me, me neither. <laughs> you've, heard, you've heard it here. Yes. <laughs> You're listening to the Parent Panel on Kindling Conversation. In a moment, should we be paying grandparents to look after their grandkids? So nice. She offered to do it for free. Show me the money. Lannister always pays his debts. 
There's no doubt that many grandparents in Australia have stepped in to save parents struggling with childcare. It's certainly happened in my family, and most people are, are really shocked when they hear how much childminding my parents do. I'm one of three. We each have two children each, and they have been babysitting for about seven years. Not babysitting, caring, I should say. They've been really involved in all of their grandchildren's lives to the point that they only get one day off a week, and that has pretty much been the case. So five days, four days a week, they look after more than one child, and wow. the eldest at the moment is seven. For the, the full day? or For five? the full day. Oh, good on yeah. And the youngest is two. So they've... <laughs> Yeah, it's astounding. Well, comparison website, finder.com.au, found that grandparents save their kids around $6,000 per year in childcare fees. Now, one of the reasons we all asked my parents to help was because we couldn't afford childcare five days a week. Where I live at the moment, it would have been, before rebate, uh, $450 a week. And, um, of course, there's that. That cannot be denied. There was definitely a financial incentive to get our parents involved. Mm -hmm. Of course, the other things that you can't measure is how uh, the relationship my parents have with each of their grandchildren and um, just a different way of parenting as well. Um, Some comments from the audience. Margie, who I'm guessing is a grandparent, said, no, she doesn't want to be paid. But in saying that, I feel I get paid with them telling me they love me and Mm -hmm. being such good friends. I love spending time with them. And Terry Andrea says that it depends entirely on the grandparents' circumstances and wishes. And Naomi says there will... um, there also may be ways you can help the grandparents, for example, mowing lawns, maintenance, etc., if that's needed, help out in different ways. Um, Rianne, I can't remember whether you have any grandparent support here. Have you no, had... I have no support. Zero. <laughs> no, nothing. So it's just me, me, John, and the kids. That's it. <laughs> and it has been for like eight, um, eight years with the kids. So um, my mum comes out here every every couple of years and stays for, you know, a few weeks and, um, and she looks after the kids, you know, here and there. I mean... Yeah, which is great. <laughs> which is great. I just want to say it's great. But I mean, you know, I think that, you know, she loves spending time with the kids and it's great. She, you know, she wouldn't she wouldn't want to be paid for it. Um, I think that as being a grandparent, you're part of the family, you know, um, it's it's part of being a family. It's part of being of being the elder, of taking helping, you know, bring up your 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 grandchildren, you know, the future generation. So I don't think money really is something that should come into their family. I think expenses, because kids are expensive, so they're taking them out and they're eating this, this and this and buying this and sure, you know, that you know, most grandparents are on a, a tight kind of um budget themselves that they don't want to be paying all the money for cinemas and all stuff like that. But I don't think I think we should be going, you know, when I'm an older with a little walking stick, I'll be I'll be happy to look after um m- you know my boys' children because I think that I'd be happy to contribute You'll need something to do, Rian. <laughs> Come on, you won't well, be able to. You you're a very busy lady. I don't. Think, don't imagine you'll be sitting on yes, a rocking chair knitting. Well, there you go. I'll need something to do. Exactly. Not that there's anything wrong with knitting, Mum. No. If you're listening, <laughs> I just asked her to knit me a jumper. Um, how about you, Aaron? Well, I think that, like, I mean, Roman's really fortunate because he's got three sets of grandparents. Two of them live overseas, so every time I yeah. get to Singapore on holidays, it's like. Wow, you know, hands up, <laughs> kind of, you know, mom, it's all yours now. You take charge. So that's great. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, I don't think any parent, any grandparent, would want to be paid mm. looking after their kids because it's not, it's not what it is about being a grandparent. You know, mm. being a grandparent is, it's a, it's a role that you actually, you know, you take great 
mm. you know, pride in. You, you, you love your grandkids. You want to be there for them. You want to look after them. You want to help your kids. So, you know, they, you know, they help you in all different ways. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I don't think that grandparents want to be paid for a start. And I don't know whether the government should yeah. pay them because yeah. most grandparents are already on pension. Yeah. So they don't it's need not that a extra... Very big- Pension, it's not um, a very big pension, but, you know, that's where we come into play. So, you know, um, look, we've got three sets of grandparents. Roman has three sets of grandparents. Two of them are overseas. The ones that I left here, they spend a lot of time with him as well. So Roman's in daycare four days a week, and the rest of the time he spends with his grandparents, and he loves every minute yeah. of it, mm-hmm. and nothing's going to, you know, change that. And I've got to say, my um, husband's mum, my mother-in-law, will come up now that my daughter's at school. She'll come up for a couple of weeks at a time. Yeah. and. Each time when I was thinking about this question about whether grandparents should be paid, both of what you were saying is in your parents wouldn't want to be paid. Yes. And it is Loretta's greatest joy to yeah. be able to spend time with my yeah. children. But yeah. also it's watching how your children respond to them. So the yeah. question's a lot bigger, isn't That's it? Right. It's, yeah. I do think sometimes in the past I'd say myself and my siblings may have been guilty of not being communicative enough, not thanking enough. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. think we thank. We, we're we very grateful, but I like this idea of doing things to help them, even yeah. if they're not going to accept it, doing little surprise things. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, maybe yeah. taking them out for a dinner. Yeah. One yeah. of the suggestions in an article was, when was the last time yeah. you took your mum um, or dad yeah. out for a meal with just you? Yeah. Because it's always about the grandkids, but they're doing this for you as well, aren't they? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really good for the grandparent, and it's also really good for the grandchild. So, you know, it works both ways. So that that relationship is just priceless, really. So so it's important for us to actually, as parents, nurture it, you know, and allow it to happen more frequently. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. (laughs) We love you, grandparents, wherever you are. Now, our um, final topic for today is what would you do if your child was still living with their parents when they're at 30 years of age? That's coming up next on the Parent Panel. You thought I might want to pack up and move out of my own house. You live with your parents? This is definitely the type of place I'm going to get when I move out of my parents' house. A New York couple had sued their son. Sorry, I have to take a breath here. I can't quite believe this story. After he refused to leave the family home, the son is 30 years old. Um, it's a rather dramatic measure, you could say, it but is. the couple have tried several times to get him to move out, including paying money for a removalist, which the son then spent on bills. Um, I have a couple of questions here, not just about your own child, which we will get to. Um, Were either of you what they like to call a boomerang child? Recently, millennials were referred to as boomerang children, but every one of my family, and I'm Gen X, have gone back and stayed at the family home after leaving it. So um, I can't ask you this, Rianne, because I think you've, you moved too far to go yeah, back home. No, I mean, well, I couldn't wait to, to go. I, I'd have Me gone too. it when I was 12 <laughs> if I could. Yep. So, you know, so, I, I grew up in Wales, which is, you know, back of beyond. And so I had to wait till I was 18 so I could go to university because I didn't know where to go. It's Wales. And as soon as I finished my A-levels, which is, I can't remember what it's the equivalent is year here. 12. Year 12. Yeah. I 
was in university and I never came back. <laughs> I was gone. <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. You were exactly the same, the same me. 18, I just went, oh, I had to do national service for two years. As soon as I finished that, that was it. The next week, yeah. I caught a plane, came to Australia, and I said, I'm never coming back. Yeah, I'm I, I, never I virtually coming back. never came back. Even yeah. in my university holidays, I went to Europe. I was like, I'm never coming back. No. So funny. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just going to have to be the other side of this coin yeah. here. Because when we were talking about this in the office, um, I admit that if I didn't, yeah. if I wasn't married with children, I would definitely still live with my parents if they would have me. Wow. I wow. love being with my parents. I, In fact, I think I get a little bit jealous of having to share them with my kids. But yeah. um, oh, I think I'm going to share too much here. But um, Share away. Don't hold back. We're fans of ABC Crime. Oh. And they used to be every Friday night, BB, there'd be a BBC oh, Crime like spooks or something, yeah, which yeah. it's it's cutting edge drama, oh, yes. people. Oh, yes. I know you're judging me. <laughs> I know you're judging no me. Judgment. No judgment. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> but I have to say, I'm the youngest of yeah. three. And so uh, eventually I was the last one to move out of home. Um, and I loved living out of home. I loved, um, I lived with my best friend. But after I lived with my best friend, I lived with other people who weren't my best friend. And I think having that taste of living with someone who loved me, my best friend or my parents, just meant that I always felt like coming home was so easy. Yeah, and my parents also, it has to be said, um, are not those that they don't pry. They don't insist upon anything apart from having children when I was younger. Um, <laughs> so they're very easy to yeah. live yeah. with in that yeah. sense. So I think I'm a bit yeah. different, but I, there's no way. My husband doesn't, when we were dating, he wouldn't yeah. even put a foot in their bedroom. He just thought it was wrong. Not that you would, you know, why would you go in there anyway? But he, yeah. he, he's yeah. very funny about that. Yeah. So yeah. that he needs to have that distance, obviously. But yeah, I could I could go back there. But that's but that's that's more reflective of you've had a, a beautiful you know relationship with your parents. Of course, and yeah. I I didn't really. So that's why I was quite keen. <laughs> you to can go. say that because this is Australian it's okay, radio. She can't hear me. So you know, for me and and I wish for my kids that I have that relationship that they never want to leave. So, so that comes that to our next question. That I would love if my boys wanted to live with me forever and I always say don't ever go because I, I think well, I hope my kids never want to go and live on the other side of the world like I did because because <laughs> yes. that would be awful but you know so I hope to nurture that kind of relationship the one that you had with with your parents and that and and then they never want to leave what about yeah. you because well, I think you're always going to have your parents home as your security like mm. your comfort yeah, zone exactly. you know it's always mm. going to be there whenever you're feeling that you need to be there you need to have that mom and dad love or you need to spend time you know it's it's that security. Yeah, so you go is. to that. But living with someone like your parents is a completely different ball game. Yes. Now, first and foremost, I don't think I could handle mom nagging at me every five <laughs> seconds. I could cope with it for two weeks while yeah. I'm on holidays, but yeah. not forever. No. I mean, it's impossible. Yeah. I mean, there you I go. Think, don't nag. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. nagging. <laughs> and I think what would I do to yeah. my kid if he yeah. was 30 years old and he was st still living with Jason and I? And the answer is nothing. Mm. I mean, live as long as you want. Who cares? Yeah. This is your home as much as it's my home. So... Um, You'd yes. like him to stay, though, wouldn't you? I would love him to stay. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's my yeah. only kid. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, and there will be the time when he actually, yeah. hopefully, you know, get yeah. married or, you know, move on and yeah. start a family of his own. And, and I think that relationship will evolve, yeah. you know, into 
probably be grandparents, you know, and be good grandparents yeah. that yeah. he can come back yeah, and exactly. know that you have a home here. Yeah. And I reckon you'd home. be the fun grandparents. I hope yeah. so. I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give anything. I have the lollies, I have the chocolates, do whatever. As long as your dad don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 can keep this audio for when Romans yeah having oh yes <laughs> but like you said <laughs> you said it's like, Roman does that now Daddy said yeah. I could have it <laughs> Daddy said nothing <laughs> oh my goodness the time flies when you guys are here thank you so much thank both you. of you for thank coming you. in today. That was Rhea and Alan, a.k.a. The Healthy Mummy, and Aaron Brunston, Chief Executive Officer of fashion label Jason Brunston. You've been listening to The Parent Panel, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review and share it with your friends. The Parent Panel, new episodes every Friday.